Now you and who will it, and who will the sexual violation that you have gone through? How did it affect your sexual life, and how did you overcome it, if at all, it was affected? Anissa, not from me. Not from me. From the people on ground. <laughs> well, um, did it affect my my sexual being? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it made me inhibited. It made me um, shy. It made me not want to be sexual. Um, what I needed to realize and what I did realize is that being raped has nothing to do with sex. Yeah. It is about control and power. Yeah. Yeah. What happened was not sex. Yeah. So that was number one. So it was, you know, once you kind of separate it in your head that way it kind of compartmentalizes it in a way um the yoga helped me feel comfortable again in my own skin i started to feel my body again you know when we have ptsd we kind of live from the neck up because our brain and our body because of the central nervous system not being online the brain and the body stop talking to one another. And so that's why you hear these stories about like mothers lifting up cars that have rolled over on their babies. You know, how do they get yeah. the strength and, and what have you? The brain and the body aren't talking at that moment. Hmm. And so, you know, when you're in that space, it's hard to feel connected to your body when they're, it's not talking to the rest of your brain. Um, and so being on the yoga mat helps to bridge that gap between the two, the body and the brain. It, it helps to bring them back together along with resetting the central nervous system. And so when you're doing that, you you start to feel in your body again. And mm. again, you start to then feel comfortable in your skin. Um, and it's this, I, I always joke that my mat is magical because so many wonderful things happen on it. And maybe, maybe that's the part that I can't describe is why being on a mat can do that for you. Um, but I know that it does. And I know I'm not the only woman that that's happened for. Um, it's, it's amazing how you start to really feel embodied again. Um, I have the great gift. I get to welcome people back into their bodies. Wow. And that's really what it is. And yeah. so after, you know, from a logical point of view, if you will, from talk therapy, you know, compartmentalizing what happened and then being able to be on the mat and then become embodied again, um, you know, if I'm in a safe environment and I'm, and I'm comfortable with the person that I'm with. I have no problem being sexual. Um, however, you know, it doesn't happen automatically. You know, it's something that you have to work at. It's something that you have to want. Hmm. We are the tail end. But you've said something deep. Now, now, being deep is what I love. So if you could go deeper on this one, <laughs> like on a very 
serious note. You say being raped has nothing to do with sex. It's about control. It's about power. Do you want to go deep on that? Because I feel this right here breaks everything into pieces. I mean, it removes whatever veil that was there on rape. Anissa? How do I go deeper on that? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but, but you have, this is power. This, you don't know. This, this is another interview on its own. <laughs> rape is not, I, I'm, I'm telling you, rape is not about sex. I thought, you know, you have heard people say crazy things like, it's the way you are dressed. Is, I mean, you're exposing everything. This, this right here exposes exactly that kind of mentality. The blame game, the you wanted it, you asked for it, the way you responded, the way you acted, the way you addressed. I mean, people who get raped, they, they receive all these kinds of labels that leaves every, that throws the blame on them or blames them. But this statement right here solves the puzzle. This statement right here solves everything that we have heard. In fact, it breaks every stereotype on rape issues. It's not about sex. It was never about sex. But power, control, these folks who do it, who did it, were actually seduced by power. Can we say that? They abused even their power, depending on who they are. I'll leave it to you, Anissa. You know, being intimate, physically intimate with someone is so sacred you're yeah. opening up such a sacred part of your soul and whether it's for fun and pleasure or if it's for um you know um a, a love connection either way you're still consenting to be there and to be an active participant when that choice is taken away from you and you are forced to open that sacred part of yourself, not because you wanted to, but because you're forced to, that is where your power is taken away. I mean, that is your essence. That is so intimately you and to be forced to have that choice taken away from you and to be forced mm. to open that yeah. place up of yourself. That is the essence of rape. It is not about the actual sexual act. It is about the taking of power. Yeah. 
you know, rape looks like a lot of different things. It is not always some woman being dragged into a back alley by someone they don't know. It is not always a man coming into an apartment, breaking into an apartment and doing that to a woman. It can be, and I've had this happen, believe it or not. Uh, I was out on a date with a guy. It was our very first date. And on the way home, he said to me, "Um, where are we going to pull off? And I said, for what? And he said, well, you're going to perform oral sex on me because I paid for your dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm not. (laughs) Here's 20 bucks. Drop me off at the edge of my driveway. Like, (laughs) no, that's not happening. That's coercion rape. Um, There is intimate partner rape. Just because you're married, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you're always going to want to have sex. And your partner can rape you. Yeah. So rape looks like a lot of different things. Some women come to me and they say, I don't know if I was raped. I automatically know that they probably were. Because they know something was wrong with it. Definitely. That is it right there. So, you know, it's really interesting. And, And frankly... I thought that with my rape, I was like, did that really happen? Well, yeah, it really did happen. It was really wow. rape. Um, I, when I was 18, I, w- I was having consensual sex with someone and it was great in the beginning. And then all of a sudden we changed positions and I was in pain and wow. I asked him to stop. And he wouldn't stop. No, he got off on the fact that he was hurting me. And at that point, it changed from consensual sex to rape. Yeah. So it doesn't always look like what we think it looks like. It's, you know, like I said, it's not some girl being dragged down a back alley and being attacked by a man she doesn't know. Um, You know, people are drugged. They can't have consent if they're drugged, if they're drunk. Um, it doesn't matter what anybody's wearing. A seven-year-old girl isn't yeah. wearing high heels <sighs> and a, a short skirt. And if if it was about what they wore, why are little boys being molested and raped? They're wearing pants and shirts. That doesn't make any sense to me. There's a lot of victim shaming that goes on. Yes. A lot of blaming the victim. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have underreporting. Victims don't want to have to report because they don't want to have to prove they're truly a victim. Yeah. Wow. Oof. And that is why there um, less convictions. People don't end up in jail on these. That's why the scourge of rape continues. Yeah, it really does because it's it's he said she said. Who's more yeah. credible? Um, no. And you know it's been since the dawn of time. 
Is there hope to put an end to this? And what could be done? What, what in your case, uh, where are the where are the rapists? Do they end up in prison? What happened? Maybe in your country, things are a little bit better. What happened to the rapist? Oh, the issue of of victim shaming, victim blaming, you know, and the and the stigma still around it. Because you have wives and or husbands who experience the same. Rape is rape. It doesn't matter where it's happening. Is there hope to put an end to this? If yes, what could be done? What can be done? What should be done? By who? You know, it cannot I, continue. I think that it starts with education. And it should start from home. It should be about respect. Respect for someone's body. Respect for someone's space. Um, I am the mom of two boys. And we had a lot of conversations. From the time, you know, when they were starting to become teenagers to, to even today. We have discussions about, you know, what does no mean? I don't care. If you're in the middle of something if she says no the answer is no you zip your fly up and you walk away um yeah. you know and again respecting um asking questions um it has to start with education it has to i think i mean it should start at home um you know maybe maybe it has to be in the schools um Maybe, you know, when they're, they're doing their sex ed talks, that has to be part of the discussion. What does no mean? And what is rape? You know, what does it look like? Um, and things like that. So I think education plays a big part of it. Um, and that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, people are going to do what they do, unfortunately. There's not always great people out there there are some really evil people out there and they're going to do what they do yeah however Ooh. if we educate then we might be able to maybe stop some of what's happening and really raise awareness around that yes definitely i agree with you education is the cure education is the shortest route we could take starting with uh, education at home, but also at school, but also and majorly so in churches because these folks and everyone, they find themselves around these religious circles and uh, fellowships and communities. Imagine if all these three places that I am mentioning could really take serious education on this. Because even inside the church, there are rapes in the religious uh, world. They find rapes there. And people don't know what no means or whether they were raped or not raped. There's so much that is also happening in the church, in the religious cycle. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. However, most religions are proponents of abstinence 
And yes. that's just not going to happen. Like humans are humans. It, it is a biological need. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see the church as making a whole lot of headway on that. Um, but I, I agree with you. And um, I mean, I was raised Catholic. And so I understand that. Um, and, you know, that's why I kind of left the, the Catholic church. And I like going to churches where the priest can be married. Yes. Because they are humans and they have needs. And if they're satisfied with their needs with a spouse, then they're less likely to try to do it with my son. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, 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 it the, the, well, you know, you say they preach abstinence, yeah, the sex before marriage is sin and all that. That is fine, but here's the reality. These things are happening, and we have victims in the churches. We have victims in church. So that means education is education, and it ought to take place. And if anyone is listening, really think about it. We could save so many lives. We could save so many people by just educating. Those who find themselves in that, well, you have, because they still do. Are there no victims in church? There are victims. So education should go there as well. Education at home, education in schools, education in churches, workplaces. I mean, where there are people, these are things we should freely talk about. Well, another thing, that some of the churches are very big on is that women are subservient to their husbands. And it's really hard to then say, no, I don't want to have relations tonight. If you have, mm -hmm. if you're being taught, you have to be subservient. So if you don't want to have relations and your husband's saying, well, <laughs> I'm the boss. I rule. You're oh, going to do it. Oh, 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 So it, it flies in the face of a lot of religions. That it's a patriarchal society. Hmm. Ha ha. I think that's probably one of the big reasons we don't see that education coming from the churches. I'm calling for it. I'm raising my hand. Absolutely. Go from for it. From this uh, conversation we've just had, I'm calling for it. I call on the church. Bring the well, education on. Look, we're out of time. Way out of time. What will be your parting shot? We've had a really incredible conversation and you've been really open and you've really poured out your heart. But not only that, solutions as well. And you have told the listeners, the viewers, and everyone else where to go to, what steps to follow. And you have opened it up. You said, there are other modalities. You can also try that, whatever works for you. But do something. Just do it. I'm in agreement. 
now this um, show ends, but the conversation should continue, and it ought to continue. As it continues, what will be your parting shot, your last word? Remember that you are not alone, and that giving up is not an option. Your light is needed in the world. Your smile is needed in the world, even if it's just by one person. So giving up is not an option. Hmm. We are never alone. You are not alone. Giving up is not an option. So much, so much. Look, Anita, Kudak, I've got to say that's such a wonderful last name. Thanks for Gazilon time. For Thank you for out. having me on. This was wonderful. Thanks. You poured your heart out. You really did. And we appreciate you for that. And um, all those who have been listening, you want to check the website out. TraumaHealingYoga.com You want to visit that. You want to you wanna, you wanna check what programs are available and what you can start with and where you can start. But most of all, we are live in the comments. Share your thoughts. Share your experiences. Ask Anissa questions, even after this. Who knows? Make just get an answer. Whatever. If you're not, this is the opportunity to ask. Sneak into her DMs and check if your own meta was rape or not. If you're not sure, look, there is so much that can be done just from this conversation. If we live here, and nobody takes action, then it would have been a waste of time. You don't want to receive and not apply. You want to receive, take what you take and apply. And then if you feel some of the things that were said were bones, well, eat the meat and leave the bones. <laughs> well, to all our listeners and viewers around the world, well done, Anita. Thanks a gazillion time. Thanks again. MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you at MDN Talk Radio. The conversation is upbeat with life-enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us. The undeniable choice.